hello 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 savvy moms savvy savers savvy money makers how are you doing this is elkie ceo and founder of savvy moms unite career and prosperity catalyst i'm here to talk with dr Renelli a williams she is graciously agreed to participate in this session um as you know this podcast focuses on money and money mindset and she is going to talk about how she has shifted her money mindset over the years um dr Renelli is a best-selling author speaker certified public accounting money master coach and legacy catalyst she's also co-founder and cpa at erj services llc welcome dr ranelli please go ahead and introduce yourself tell us about what you are doing right now and some you know big projects that you might have on the way Thank you so much for the invitation to be here. Um, like um, Elkie said, I am Dr. Renelli Williams. I am a certified public accountant and um, legacy catalyst. I also um, am a profit strategist where I help my clients to not only increase their cash flow, but making sure that they prioritize profits in their business as well. So that's a big piece of what I do. I also um, run a group called Profitable Entrepreneurs Network. And just like the, the name says, um, it's all about making sure that um, my clients, my um, the people in my community, that they are keeping profit, profits at the front of their minds as they continue to grow their businesses. Excellent, excellent. I love that you said you want your clients to keep profit at the front of your minds. Um, how do you go about doing that? Like, what are some of the strategies that you use or even, you know, activities that you might do with your clients that help them with that? Well, with anything else, right, a strong foundation is absolutely necessary. If we're building a house, we want to make sure that the it's built on a firm foundation, right? The yeah, same yeah. thing in our businesses or even in our personal um, finances, right? We want to make yeah. sure that we have that foundation in place. And so whenever I'm working with my clients, that's what we tackle first, you know? things as basic as do you have a bank account yes for your business right um are you separating your personal from business finances because i can't tell you how many entrepreneurs make the mistake of just using one account any account doesn't mm -hmm. matter to purchase for personal to purchase for business what what um happens when you do that uh, two things First of all, you come tax time, right? Mm -hmm. It's a total mess. Like yeah, you yeah. now have to dig through all that to figure out what portion is my business expenses, right? So that's yeah. a whole gives you give you a whole new job in your business. Um, and um, some people they just get it so overwhelming that they just don't bother. Um, even including that on their taxes. So they don't mm -hmm. take advantage of the, the tax write-offs that's available to them, right? Or yes, yes. they do total, they, they might just say, 
I'm just lumping it all in. And they may be including some personal stuff that's not deductible, right? Yeah. Um, as deductions. And so it's both sides of the coin. Make sure that we you know, keep all finances separate, personal from business. It has to be separate. Well, I'm so happy you said that because as a, you know, in my first few years of business, I cannot tell you how much that was a suffer. <laughs> it was such a challenge for me in the beginning to fully understand why that was so important. And you're so right. Like keeping your business and your personal separate, having that accounting system in place. So when you do go to file taxes, you're not digging through receipts at the last minute. You're spending time trying to do those calculations. You understand, okay, I all these expenses coming out of this account, I know for sure it's applies to my business. I can quickly determine that and why that's mm-hmm. so important to start early and not just wait. So you're like two years in and you're like, ah, now I got to do this and make it real. But it, I went through it the hard way and I don't suggest it. So that's really great that you start your clients off with really putting themselves in that strong foundation for being profitable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great, great. <clears throat> So um, the next thing that I I really um, focus on is, okay, so now you're spending out of this one account, right? Mm -hmm. Up front, I want to make sure that you are setting yourself up for profits. So in addition to your operating bank, I suggest having a second account, right? That you label profits. Mm. And so you might say, oh my gosh, but I, you know, like I'm barely breaking even mm-hmm. in my business. So where am I going to get money to put into that account? Here's the thing. What you focus on gets done. Mm. And so if you decide in your mind up front, I am going to run a profitable business, right? If you determine that, then you need to have a profit account. And so here's what what I suggest you do. You open up that profit account and every every piece, you know, revenue that comes into your business, you're going to take a percentage of that. So let's say you are in a place where you're just barely making it, you're breaking even, so you don't feel like you have that money. I say you start with 1%, mm. right? Your ideal if you're like under 200,000 is to try to get to about a 15% mark, right? But yeah. if you to start with 1%, start with 1%. So if you collect $100, guess how much you're putting into your profit account? $1, right? Yeah. You might say, <clears throat> oh my gosh, that's so little. Here's what it, you are creating a habit. Yes are creating a habit. So I don't care if it's $1 off of $100 or $10 off of $1,000, right? You're going to put that aside so it becomes a habit. The next 100 that comes in or the next 1,000 that comes in or the next 10,000 that comes in, you're going to put that 1% aside. Your goal is like every quarter or so to increase from that 1%. So right. you may, um, or if you can do it sooner than quarter, then do it. But your goal is to try to ease your way 
to that 15%. So next month or next two months, you might, you know, increase it to 2%. You might say, okay, I found some ways where I can reduce my expenses. So now I can shift and raise it to 5%, right? And just make it a process until you get to the percentage that you desire. I love that. I love that that thinking because, you know, as you and I know, all our money trouble starts in our mind, right? It's mm-hmm. It starts there, ends there. And mm-hmm. what we always have to remember, whatever process, whether it's your personal finances that you're trying to, you know, change and, and make sure you are having success and abundance. And then there's your business. If you want your business to grow and, and make you money, eventually you have to change the way you see how money comes into your life and you have to set yourself up for those moments like you said you start small and work your way up so that you know that i'm already have this habit i've trained myself to prepare for those moments where i'm getting that major windfall yeah and so whether we're talking about business or we're talking about personal LP, mm-hmm. right? It's the same concept, yes. you know? Yes. So with personal, you're talking about savings, right? Making mm-hmm. sure that you have savings. And so you want to, an ideal percentage, again, is like 15%, yes. right? That you want to put aside for savings. And so start where you are. If you have to start at 1%, start there, create the habit of moving the account, the money into your savings account, and then just increase over time. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I'm loving this. Such great info. So I I wanted to ask you, was there a particular experience that you had yourself um, where you had to learn, like you learned things from maybe your family members that might have helped you to understand money, or maybe even may may help maybe help you misunderstand or get it not get it quite the way you have it today. Right, right. So yeah, I did not start mm-hmm. where I am today. <laughs> so let's, let's just get that straight. <laughs> right. I um, you know, I moved to the United States at the age of seventeen. Right. In Mm -hmm. search of what everyone calls the American dream. That was 30 plus years ago. And one of the things, the, 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 you know, starting out in college, I don't know if you've had this experience where the credit card companies are on campus Mm -hmm. and encouraging you to apply for credit cards. And so I fell for it. I applied for credit cards, didn't get approved for one. I got approved for two. Wow. And so that was my license in my head to spend. You know, this was free money, mm. right? But is it really free money when you have to pay it back? Mm-hmm. With interest. <laughs> With interest, exactly. And so um, in the middle of New York City, which is where I went to school, um, I was, you know, just every week, every week I was in stores and purchasing and this was great and the latest shoes and the pocketbooks and you know like I remember counting um in my in my um shoe closet that I had over a hundred pairs of shoes and this was great you know but but then what happens then what happens you know it develops this habit of 
you know, not waiting, right? Or Mm -hmm. not waiting for what you want, but you know, like I could put it on a card, I can get it. Right. And in my head, it was like, I can, I'm paying my minimum payment. So I'm not being late on my bills. So I'm good. Right. right? But in the meantime, here's all this interest that's adding and adding. Mm Right, and it's just like there was no end. Yes, that was going around in this vicious cycle, and I brought this into my marriage as well. Right, so now I'm graduated from school, I have a great job, I'm making good money, but guess what? Still living paycheck to paycheck because Mm -hmm. bad habit that I developed from my college days. Right. Yep, and so. You know, I it just got to the place where I just decided that enough was enough. I can't keep doing this. Right. Like making good money. I did what I was supposed to do. Go to school, get a good job, right? Making good money. I did that. I was making six figures. And why should I still be broke and struggling? Right? It makes mm-hmm. sense. And so I just had to wake up one day and say, Nelly. You gotta, you know, this American dream that you came here for is becoming a nightmare. Yeah. And so I just, you know, what I did was I was introduced to Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University. Mm-hmm. And I went through, you know, I went through that course. I implemented the things. I slipped back every now and again. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, it just remained that, you know, this, I need to you know get on this path so that i am not because now i'm starting to think um about my children right now i'm starting to have children and the bible says a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children do i want to leave an inheritance of debt to my children Mm. and so i had to make a change and in that i became you know a coordinator for financial peace university and then i just started attracting people you know, um, who wanted, needed help with finances. And so I would, um, you know, do workshops around that. That's what changed it for myself. And that's why I'm so passionate about helping people. Um, and so I don't just do business side, but I also do it with, you know, with people for personal finances as well, because it is so, so key that we don't, you know, um, continue to be yoked by this Mm -hmm. debt. Yep. You know, and be living from paycheck to paycheck when we we deserve so much more, right? So it was just me waking up and just saying enough is enough. Now your story is is very familiar, <laughs> you know, because at the same situation, my introduction to money and and credit and spending was in college. Getting my first credit card is actually my mom who said go ahead and get a credit card because you're going to need one to buy your tickets to fly home. Cause I was going to college in Ohio, but my mm-hmm. family's from Rhode Island. So mm-hmm. that, that was what the card was being used for. Oh no, that's not what it was used for only. It was used for everything I could think of. Everything. <laughs> you yeah. know, cause it's in my mind, it's free money. I just paid a minimum or paid right. off. And then I keep right. using it and using it and using it. So I can't use it anymore. Mm-hmm. And just like you said, it just becomes this compound effect where you're dealing with more debt than anything. And it's just you can't seem to get yourself out of it because you right. created these bad habits that you're trying to eventually deal with. 
And funny enough, I same thing. I I got introduced to Dave Ramsey, and I started using his um, budgeting system and reading about the stories of people like clearing out major amounts of debt in short mm-hmm. periods of time. Mm-hmm. And discipline. Um, That's all it takes. Discipline. Just like that change in mindset, the practice of mm-hmm. it and you know one story one book that i read that really started to get me to think um rather differently about money is the the richest man in babylon mm-hmm. where he you know the two men they're given this amount of you know money to work with and one decides to bury it and not do anything and then the other one takes it and invests it and makes more money over time and it's talking about what do you do with your investments and how you think about money. Like, is it there for you to just bury and do nothing or spend, spend, spend so you can't spend anymore? Um, or is it, you know, what what is your, your purpose in when it comes to money? And I always, mm-hmm. now I see money as an investment in me and in what I want to do. Not, yeah. you know, it's there for me to get the, the instant gratification of things. But it's really, what am I looking to invest in next? What is, what right. is the... What am I going to use this money so I can grow more? So I can yeah. expand my, like you said, leave your legacy because we have kids. And exactly. we don't want to leave them with a legacy of debt. We don't want them to start life off with debt. We want to keep them in a situation where they learn about money early. They understand investing. They understand savings. And they understand that when you, when you take your money, what you do with your money, it has to be thoughtful. Mm-hmm. Um, so I yes, I'm I'm very aligned with that thinking of, you know, your perp- being purposeful in what you do with your money is important and it's yeah. thoughtful. You mentioned something about you mentioned compound interest, right? Mm-hmm. You know, compound interest can be good in terms of your investment, or it can be bad with debt, right? Yes. Because you know you have debt; it's interest compounding upon interest. You know, like, honestly, if, you know, if we gave an exercise right now to your listeners, mm-hmm. say, go back and look at your credit card for last year and see how much interest, you know, because they're going to give you a to date interest, right? Mm-hmm. See interest you paid on that credit card last year. A lot of people would be so shocked because some people oh, don't yeah. would be so shocked. What could I have done with that money? Instead, yes flip it around and you invest, right? You might be paying, you might have a high credit card where you're paying $150 a month in interest, right? Mm-hmm. If you were to take that $150 a month and pay an investment, yes. you know, one of the things that I wished I learned in my early college days that I know today, that I hope that some of the moms is going to pass on to their children is that $150 dollars a month over 40 years at a decent interest rate of 10 to 12 percent makes your child a millionaire after the 40 years wow yes D- plug it into a, a a calculator right and you'll see well not a regular calculator but a calculator right. that do the compound interest mm-hmm. plug it in and you're gonna see it's over a million dollars and in the meantime, we're doing the opposite, paying all of that in interest, right? With these high interest cards at 20%. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Right. So we have to flip the script. We have to get ourselves in a place where, you know, it's no, you just, just get fed up. That's the mindset you have to have. I am, t- I'm not going to do this anymore. Right. And just seek the help you need to move forward and, and, and do and be better. And, and, the, and, and don't think that it's too late or, yes. you know, I'm a little too old for this and whatever. No, you can change the script right now from where you are. Right. Um, there are people who started businesses or they, you know, they made major, um, goals at retirement when they recognized that, you know, things weren't in place and what happened, um, for instance, I always like to tell the story of Colonel Sanders, right? Mm. He retired and he recognized, you know, what he had for retirement was not enough for him to live on. That's when he started KFC mm-hmm. and look at what KFC is, right? Yeah. I'm not saying, you know, I don't eat KFC chicken. <laughs> I'm talking, look at what he built. Yes. So you can start at any age and guess what you can pass it on to your children and your grandchildren that's the that's the beauty that's That's so important that's such an important message for my audience because my my audience is single moms and single women and Mm -hmm. thinking about you know i think the narrative that i'm always trying to make sure i i pick apart is that Single moms can are stuck because it's their one income household. They can't do things other than pay bills and, and struggle to do it. And I'm like, no, there there are ways. I've at my brokest, I've been able to save money and do certain yeah. things. And sometimes when I made more money, it's <laughs> when I had trouble. Right? Yeah. So outside the box, think of yes. think of the things that you have in your house. Yes. That are collecting dust that you're not using there's facebook marketplace there's mm-hmm. places things that you know you don't want or you're not you think you're surprised what people would pay for so that that in itself is just one way to raise some funds so you can pay down some debt or you can start an emergency fund or whatever it is that you you know your financial goal is yeah, I'm always like multiple streams of income. I'm sure you agree. You got to have yes, multiple sources where that money's coming from. And it's not just if your primary is just a job, um, they can make decisions every day. We've seen this with COVID. Um, mm-hmm. People were impacted because businesses suffered. They had to slow down. And so they let people go and they let them go very easily. They didn't think twice about it. So if you were at the mercy of just one income and you don't have a backup or even something in place like a savings account so that you can have six to 12 months put away. So if anything were to happen, you could be okay. Um, Just thinking about why that's important to practice that now before something does happen. Um, I I call it the blessing fund because I used to call it the emergency fund. I was like, am I prepared for something to go wrong? And so I started (laughs) calling it the blessing fund. I'm like, no, I'm going to bless myself and my family one day or somebody else. I sometimes it's, it's something like somebody's in a jam and you're like, all right, mm-hmm. I got a little bit of extra. I can help you out this month. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Whatever you do, but we got to think about that. Why it's important that investment starts now. And you're right. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter the age. You know, I'm 41 years old and I've had my fair share of, you know, wrong decisions when it comes to money. But I always mm-hmm. know I can restart and I can, right. and I can, and I can go back and start again and keep going 
that's the most important thing is to keep going and not give up and say, well, because you, you know the saying they, um, they have, um, if you have one tire out and you got to replace that tire or fix it, are you going to slash all the other tires? No, you fix yeah. it. And then you start all over it. You know, you keep going. So you want to make sure we keep that mindset going. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Oh my goodness, you have dropped so many gems and you know, I, I really enjoyed our conversation and I mean you you really gave great um um insight into how we should think about our money when it comes to our business and personal finances. I wanted to to go to our last um section and that is for you to give um at least three tips that you would give to your single self or a single woman that you think would help them change money in their life? Yeah. Um, so I want to just encourage them, first of all, to think about, you know, what do we want to be to our children? Do we want to mm. be a blessing or do we want to be a burden? Mm. And I know that my you know that the mamas on uh, that are listening they're gonna say a blessing we don't want to be a burden on our children right and so just think about if you're this this person a mom with all this debt with no um financial security nothing set aside for retirement you know all that stuff what does that mean when you get older right Mm. you're gonna be a burden on your children so that alone I advise you to just take stock and just say, you know, the first thing, just make the determination that I am going to turn things around. I don't care how bad it is. I don't care if you're robbing Peter to pay Paul, you're living paycheck to paycheck. It starts with your mindset. It starts with you saying, I know that I can do better. I know that I can you know, be a blessing to my children, right? You have to eliminate the mindset of can't because yes. you can do anything. You can do absolutely anything. The second thing that I want to encourage you to do is think a little bit about yes. a little bit, have a vision, right? About what you want to see your financial future look like, right? Only Grant Sabadia says only when you know your destination can you figure out the best route to get there. Oh, so right. um dream and dream big because guess what? Your dreams, that's God telling you where he wants to take you. That's God giving you that vision of this is where I want to take you, mama. This is where I want to take you. So I just encourage you to dream big. And then next thing I want to encourage you to do is just list out your goals and take action. So whether your goals be, one of your goals should be, I need to create a monthly budget, right? So put that, put that in place, go to everydollar.com. That's a free software that Dave Ramsey gives out. There's a paid version, but you don't need the paid version right now. Mm -hmm. So just do the free version, do a budget every single month. 
So that's one of your goals. Second goal you want to um, put down is I need an emergency fund. Oh, what did you call it? LP? Blessing fund. I need a blessing <laughs> fund, right? I need a blessing fund. And so you're going to put that as one of your goals. Start out with the goal of a thousand dollars. I want to whatever I can to put a thousand dollars aside. Eventually you want to get to three to six months of your expenses, but just start your starter fund needs to be a thousand dollars. And then one of your other goals might be to pay down debt or increase your, your, um, credit score or whatever it is, list out your goals, put them in priority and attack them one at a time. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. So don't get overwhelmed with all the things that you have. Take it one step at a time. I can't repeat those three things because I just said them off my head. So I hope. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you are, ab- you are absolutely right. You know, the goal setting, the dreaming big, the shifting your mindset around what you need to do. It's, 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 you want to be a blessing to your children, not a burden. I can't say that enough. Some of us who have to take care of parents now, how hard it is, you know, that we had to be financially responsible for them because they just couldn't do the things that we now who know better can do. And so I always, you know, say to my, you know, I say to my daughter, I'm like, I'm doing everything I can so that one day you can live free, live Mm -hmm. financially free. I don't Mm -hmm. want you to have to worry about mommy and where she's going to live and who's going to pay for this. I don't want you to have that concern. I want you to be worried about yourself and Mm -hmm. you do the same for your children and they do it for their children's children. Right. We set Mm -hmm. you up for success. And so, you know, I, and I, and I'm very clear about this, when I speak to my black people that we have to teach our children and ourselves how to be better when it comes to understanding money because I look at different cultures and I look at different families and I look at how they see money and the way they talk about money we're so afraid sometimes to talk about money in our culture and I'm not I will talk about it very I talk about it to anybody that will listen in my family and I pass on information because I'm like when you know better you do better and you pass it on that's, that's right. how that's how we make changes in our in our communities. That's how we make changes in our family. That's how we build wealth in the family. That's how we cycle the dollar in our family, in our communities, by doing those mm-hmm. things. So it, that's why this podcast exists. I really wanted it to be a message that we could spread to multitudes of, of communities of people who can hear it, go, wow, you know, these two women who relatively, relatively successful, have businesses, doing well, making things happen in their lives, can pass on this information and you can do the same. We didn't start off, you know, doing well. We we talked about our experience and how we, mm-hmm. you know, made some different, we took different turns before we get to the path that we still have growth. I, you know, I don't, I'm not mm-hmm. perfect. There's moments where I have to go, do you really need that? Can you wait for right. that? <laughs> right. It's a constant battle. It's a constant mm-hmm. battle. But, you know, when you have it at the forefront of your mind, yes. it's going to come back to you. You know, it's going to be part of your decision making process. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Dr. Ranelli. You have really inspired even me to look back and go, okay, what am I going to do with this profit account that I'm setting up to make sure I'm up for success in the business? I really appreciate you coming on. Please tell the audience, where can they find you on all your social media so that if they're looking to invest in themselves and even get 
some of your services, what where they can where they can find you? Yes. So um, my personal website is um, RanelliWilliams.com. R-A-N-E-L-L-I Williams with an dot com. And from there, they could get to my business website as well. And um, I am also um, very active in my group, the Profitable Entrepreneurs Network on Facebook. So um, if you're an entrepreneur and you're just looking to put a strong financial foundation in place, increase your cash flow and profit, join us in the Profitable Entrepreneurs Network and everywhere else. I am at Ranelli, at Dr. Ranelli Williams on LinkedIn, on Facebook, and on Instagram. Thank you, thank you, thank you again, Dr. Ranelli, for your time. This was a great session. Um, We look forward to seeing you more in the social media world and doing big things. Thanks again, and we look forward to hearing from you. Thank you.